Welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast, where each week we talk about all things related to the world of learning and development, including facilitation, instructional design, sales enablement, and so much more. I'm your host, Sarah Canistra, and I'm an L&D strategist and career coach, and I'm here to take the guesswork out of becoming an L&D professional and show you how to unlock continued success in your learning and development career. I'm on a mission to quickly develop the next generation of L&D leaders who are looking to create meaningful and engaging learning experiences. So, if you're looking to transition into L&D for the first time, have found yourself accidentally in a training position, or are working up the ranks as an L&D professional already, you've come to the right place. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Overnight Trainer Podcast. I'm so happy you're here today, spending time with me, uh, investing in yourself by listening today. So, so grateful for you all um, and celebrating you all taking time out of your day, no matter where you are. I know some people are in the car right now or out for a walk or at work, or uh, if you're like me, I listen to my coach's podcast in the shower. So <laughs> uh, wherever you are, I'm so happy you're taking the time uh, to enrich yourself and to invest in yourself. So, so, so important. And I'm celebrating you, celebrating you hard and lots of celebration this week because this week is my birthday, y'all. I'm very excited. I love my birthday. I've always just loved celebrating it. I don't know why, but I don't know what that says about me, but I do love my birthday. Uh, so it's going to be this Thursday, the 19th, and some really fun things are going to be launching on the 19th. So um, I am going to have a birthday bundle. So I'm going to be bundling a bunch of my courses, some that are for sale now, but some that I only have reserved for some of my programs. Um, so you'll get access to my birthday bundle. That's going to be at an incredible deal. Uh, that'll end up being like 50% off when you when you look at all the, the bundle courses together. And then for all individual courses, I will be offering those off at a special rate too. So you'll have to stay tuned uh, for Thursday to see that. So make sure that you are either uh, following me on Instagram uh, or following me on LinkedIn, or if you're amazing, you're following me on both, uh, The Overnight Trainer on Instagram and Sarah Canistra on LinkedIn. But follow me there because I'll be announcing that on Thursday. Um, and also it's, I'll announce it in my newsletter too. So if you're not part of the newsletter, I'll put drop the link in the show notes for you to make sure that you are um, added to the newsletter. Uh, but yeah, super, super excited for that. Super excited for some great conferences that are coming up. Um, I actually have Andy Storch on the podcast today and we're talking about his talent development think tank conference. That's going to be next month or just about a month out uh, from that. And I have the link to register in the show notes for that too. So if you want to see each other in person, go to Sonoma, maybe have a glass of wine together or a cup of coffee together. I would love to see you there. So that link and Andy and I talk about it in today's podcast too. So you can hear more about it, but the link to register and for more info is in the show notes too. Um, and then one other thing that's coming soon, I am going to be launching a, uh, I'm not sure how long it's going to be yet, three or four weeks, probably somewhere around there. Uh, it's going to be a whole program dedicated to building your L&D network. And so how do we start to build a community around yourself that you can leverage, that can leverage you, that you can lean into, uh, really network in an authentic way to you versus in a way that probably everyone else is telling you to do it. So if you're sick of like 18 million coffee chats that are leading nowhere and you really want to build a strong l network. Uh, feel free to DM me for uh, early bird access to that to that program. Um, it'll probably launch sometime. Uh, probably kick it off 
I'll probably launch into this month and probably start the, the end of next month or in the middle of next month. So just keep an eye out for that. But I wanted to give you a heads up that that was coming. And if you are interested in that program, you can shoot me a DM either on Instagram or LinkedIn or email me hello at theovernighttrainer.com. Um, and I can give you a special early bird rate for that program. And of course, if you're in fast track, that's included in your in, in being in fast track. So if you are interested in kind of the, the big overall strategy and support uh, throughout finding your dream L&D role, come and join us inside of fast track. There are now three tiers, uh, three different levels of support that you can choose from depending on what it is that you're looking to achieve and the support that you need to get there and how fast you want to do it. So uh, any information you need about that, you can, of course, go to my website, theovernighttrainer.com, or I'd love to hear from you. So feel free to DM me on either Instagram or LinkedIn, and we can make it happen. Okay, on to today's episode. This episode is so long overdue, which Andy and I talk about. Um, I have been on Andy's podcast twice. Uh, I cannot believe I haven't had him on this show. Uh, he is so incredible. You all, I just listened to the episode again, and I'm pumped just listening to it. So I know you are absolutely going to love it. Um, Andy Storch is a consultant, a coach, author, speaker, and the ultimate connector, y'all. Like if I could think of anyone in the world to be a physical manifestation and representation of the word connection, it's going to be Andy Storch. He is the host of two podcasts, including the Talent Development Hot Seat and the Own Your Career podcast, as well as the author of the incredible book, y'all have to pick it up, called Own Your Career, Own Your Life. Um, and Andy's also the founder of the Talent Development Think Tank Conference and Community. So we talk a lot today about building community, what that looks like as far as L&D goes, and far, as far as expanding your own career and building your own life, how important that community is. And Andy's community is at the forefront of doing this. Um, but most importantly, Andy is a husband, amazing father, an incredible friend, and he is truly I like get tears in my eyes thinking about Andy because he really is on a mission to get the absolute most out of his life and inspire others to do the same. I know that every single day I am inspired by Andy, his posts, his words, his friendship, his kindness, his dedication to bettering his life, bettering the life of those around him. And I know that after today's episode, you will be inspired by him as well. Andy, welcome to the Overnight Trainer Podcast. How are you today? Sarah, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be here. I feel like it's a long time coming. I'm I'm excited. I know, I know, I know. You had me on your show twice, and I haven't had you on my show once. Like, what a bad, what a bad friend I am. Nobody's keeping score here, Sarah. Nobody's keeping score. It's all good. Just my guilt, my guilt and shame just rising to the top. That's right. Awesome. Well, I'm so excited that you're here for so many reasons. I mean, you're just, you're a, a great friend. You're a great person, human, dad, all the things, but you have this, ability and superpower to bring people together when it comes to talent development, learning and development, career development, all of the things. So I'm super pumped to have you on. I know about your story, um, but I know a lot of people maybe listening don't know your story. So you are, I will say this, Andy is the king of owning your career and your life. Uh, and so I'd love for you to walk us through your own career journey, your own life, your own experiences, um, how you owned it, and really what led you into the world of talent development. Yeah, I appreciate that question and that compliment, the king of owning your career. You can um, add that to your signature on your email. I'm going to put that in my LinkedIn headline mm -hmm. on there soon. Uh, as dubbed by Sarah Canistra from you heard it here first uh, overnight trainer podcast. That's right. Um, so, you know, like many people, my career has been long and winding. It's been all over the place. It has not been 
I, I think we know this. You work with a lot of people on their careers. You coach a lot of people. Uh, sometimes there's this, um, you know, people have this thought that like, oh, the, the successful people I know, they probably just had it all figured out and they went on this like straight line trajectory. And it's like, no, no, it was all over the place. And for a long time, no idea what I wanted to do. And when I when I look back and part of my story, I share this in, in the book, uh, is that when I was in high school, I really strongly wanted to become a civil engineer. That's what I thought I wanted to do uh, because I was really good at math and physics and I loved like roads and bridges and all this stuff. And so I went to college and uh, at the University of Florida was the only place I wanted to go to school. And uh, I chose civil engineering as my major. <clears throat> and again, was fine with math and physics, but I ran into a chemistry class, which has nothing to do with civil engineering, but you had to pass one chemistry class. And, and I just couldn't do it. I really struggled with it. Um, but the other problem, uh, you know, that I had at that time, not a problem, but challenge I ran into was I had also joined a fraternity and I was going out partying, uh, <laughs> you know, pretty much every night, let's be honest. Right. And I chose that social life over maybe doing extra studying or getting uh, a tutor or help or going to the professor and saying, Hey, I'm struggling with this. Could I get help with it? And the reason I share that, and I'm sure many people can relate to it, uh, is that I, I think it's something we can learn from in our own careers, no matter where we are, is that when you have a goal that you want to achieve, it's important to figure out, like put a plan together and go out and find the help that you need, right? And when you just say like, well, it's not working for me, I'm just going to give up. And a big reason for that too, that I talk a lot about in the, in the book and other places is I'm big on mindset, as you know, um, and uh, the whole idea of growth mindset, which was coined by Dr. Carol Dweck in her book, Mindset, New Psychology of Success. Uh, I believe I grew up strongly with a fixed mindset. And so when I ran into a challenge, if I wasn't good at something, then I quit, right? I move on to something else. Like, well, this is not working. I'm not good at chemistry. So I'm just going to quit this whole major and change my entire life because of this one class, right? Yeah. Um, just like I'd quit baseball and football and other sports and other things along the way when they got challenging. And uh, later I adopted more of a growth mindset, which we can, we can talk about. But um, I changed the major. I ended up discovering entrepreneurship. I tried, I moved out to LA, tried some different startups uh, that didn't work. I got into the insurance industry, so corporate job and um, found myself in some jobs that were, I would say, you know, secure in a good company, but they weren't very fulfilling for me. Uh, so I went back to school and got my MBA um, thinking maybe that would help me. And what I discovered during that time that was really the, one of the big catalysts for my career was the power of networking. And that started uh, for me in 2005 when I read a book called Never Eat Alone by Keith Ferrazzi, uh, which is a great networking book. It's a little outdated at this point, but the principles are still the same. And I talk about some of the stuff in my book. Uh, and I started meeting lots of people and the whole world opened up to me, lots of different opportunities. And one of those was uh, a friend who uh, I went to school with, who got me an interview with a consulting uh, boutique consulting firm called BTS and ended up getting a job there. And it was kind of a dream job to be able to go uh, run these workshops. I discovered that I was really good in front of a room. I liked facilitating workshops. I had no idea that was a thing, right? And I got this opportunity to now go run these training programs. We created and ran business simulations, custom business simulations for companies. And I was working primarily in software and tech and, and traveling all over the world, running these workshops for leaders and executives. And uh, through that time, I learned a lot about what is successful in business and strategy. I learned and learned a lot about finance and business acumen as I was teaching those things to others. Um, and I also really observed a lot of people kind of drifting through their careers. You know, you yeah. work with all these different people in different companies. Everybody has different cultures. You see how people approach stuff. 
And you just kind of like notice a lot of people operating in reaction mode. They're just kind of waiting for that next thing, whatever's going to come their way. Um, it doesn't mean they're not, you know, quote unquote successful. You and I have talked about this, right? Like you could still move up the, the corporate ladder and become a director or vice president one day and, and make really good money. But I think a lot of what I've realized later is a lot of these people sort of wake up, uh, yeah. you know, later in their career at 50, 60, whatever it may be and go, what the heck is going on? Like, what did I do the last 20 years? How did I get there? Oh. And so this, this lesson that I learned along the way was uh, a big inspiration for the book, you know, they ended up publishing own your career own your life, because I really want to teach people to be more intentional with their careers. Now, getting back to, to my own story, I rediscovered the world of entrepreneurship in uh, 2016. I started getting really into personal development. And at that time, going into that year, um, and maybe many people can relate to this too, I had a really good job, um, you know, making six figures, uh, you know, had a family, everything looked like it was going really well, but I felt like something was missing. Like it just yeah. really felt, I didn't know what it was. And that was when I started getting into personal development, personal growth, started reading a lot of books, listening to podcasts. And what I realized for me, the thing that was missing for me was growth. I just hadn't been growing in a while, right? And my, yeah. I was really hungry for that. And I really need that to feel fulfilled in my career, in my life. If I'm not growing, um, then I'm doing the opposite, right? And so I started growing. Again, I rediscovered entrepreneurship. I started pursuing this idea of, of running my own business and uh, I eventually left the consulting firm I was with uh, to go out on my own. And uh, I published the book, host of the conference, launched the membership community, all the stuff that, that you know I do that we can talk about. Um, but as I was doing all those things, I realized, hey, I'm building the career and the life that I truly want and love. And I now see that I have tools to be able to help other people with that. And along with that, realize in talking to lots of clients that not everybody wants to be an entrepreneur. Right, not everybody wants to be run their run their own business like you and yep. I do it. It's not and, not for everyone. <laughs> not for everybody, right? There's a lot of moments you're like, I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. Yeah, a lot of people like that salary and the collaboration uh -huh. and being part of something bigger and all that sort of stuff, right? Um, so everybody's different at what they want, but I think what all everybody does want is I think everybody wants to feel fulfilled and happy in yes. their career, right? Everybody can aspire to that. A lot of people want that. And I want to be able to help people with that. And so that's why I published the book. That's why I do a lot of things that I do. I love that. You know, it's it's so interesting too. One of the things you're talking about was that growth versus fixed mindset. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I, I think about that a lot too, because I think the fixed mindset is oftentimes generational. And mm -hmm. I think, you know, there was, it, there was a way things that always were, and that was the norm. And, and then as generations have changed, obviously the world has changed. And, you know, where there's this, this, almost tipping point, right. To say, Hey, it doesn't have to be that way anymore. Right. It doesn't have mm -hmm. to be so fixed. And I think the more that you, it sounds like for you, and correct me if I'm wrong, but the more that you went down that journey of exploring your own mindset and that own growth mindset, that then you started to crave more for your life. Right. So it's yeah. like, and your career and all of those other things too. It's like that leaning into that growth mindset versus fixed mindset expanded your your vision for what it is you truly wanted. So I really well, appreciated you bringing that up. And, and the correlation there too, is that, and and I agree with you, you know, that mindset, not only generational, but it's heavily influenced by your parents, your family, yeah. your upbringing, right? There, there's nothing you can do about it. You're oftentimes born into that. And my parents, I don't want to throw them under the bus. I love my parents. They're great. 
Um, but when I was growing up, it was all about grades, like get good grades, get good grades, get into college. Like that was it. Right. And I think that really strongly influenced that idea yeah. of fixed mindset. It was sort of like you do well or you don't. And later discovering growth mindset. And as I mentioned, you know, that aspect of growth was was missing for me. Uh, another element that got introduced in there was just this idea of trying lots of new things and then discovering that, you know, a lot of times growth, you know, as many people say, growth comes from getting out of your comfort zone, right? True growth comes yeah. on the other is on the other side of discomfort. When you're willing to try new things, you're willing to take risks, you're willing to risk failure, willing to put yourself out there and get uncomfortable, if you will. Uh, oftentimes it's those experiences that we find the most fulfilling, the most rewarding, that we're glad. I'm glad I took that chance and did that. Even if it didn't work out, you know, I'm glad I went to that new class. I'm glad I went, you know, tried that art thing. I'm glad I started that business. Whatever yeah. it is, you can be glad you did it versus, you know, living in fear for the rest of your life. Yeah. My mom told me a story about how my grandfather told her, you know, she was like a waitress. She was in her like early twenties or like late teens. And she wanted to like stay, it's like in the seventies and wanted to stage a, uh, a walkout over tips. And mm. my grandpa sat her down and said like, you never rock the boat and you never quit. And that was mm -hmm. a turning point for her of like having more of that fixed mindset of like, okay, don't quit. You don't rock the boat. Like you mm -hmm. just kind of go through. Um, she always jokes. She's like, obviously you didn't get that message, um, you know, but, <laughs> but there are bits and pieces right there that I've seen and in, in generationally too. And I think what's interesting is that, you know, even your friends, your family, like when you start to endeavor, I'm sure too, this might've happened to you as you started to endeavor in your own personal growth and your own mindset and really looking at what does it look like for me to own my career and own my life that it probably inspired other people around you to expand their view on what that could look like. Absolutely. I mean, really, when we are making transformations and discovering these things, when I was first doing it, I was a little embarrassed to talk to any of my friends about yeah. it. But what I realized is that when we are, oftentimes we look to our peers, our friends to be inspired by them, because we can learn from the big time authors, gurus, whoever they are, uh, but they often seem intimidating or unrelatable, right? And yeah. when you look at your friends who are making a transformation, when your friends say, hey, I'm going to start going to the gym every day and I'm going to get in shape, or I'm going to start reading books every day, or I'm going to start investing in my career or doing this or that, then you go, hmm, maybe maybe I can do that too, right? And so I realized not only am I doing these things and finding some success and happiness, um, but I'm pretty good at talking to other people about it. Maybe I have an obligation yeah. to actually share a lot of this message to be able to help and inspire people. And that's become a key part of my own mission and purpose is to teach and inspire other people to own their careers, to help people with their, you know, live more intentionally and just be happier in their lives and, and leave the world a, a better place than I found it. Yeah. And you are doing that. So just want to, want to validate that. So Thank when you. you say, when you say own your career and own your life, like what, what does that really mean for someone? Like, what is your definition yeah. of someone who owns their career and owns their life? Yeah, it'll be a little bit different for everybody, but for the most part, uh, I'm talking about taking full responsibility and being really intentional with your career, with your actions, with what you're doing, where you're going. It's about taking more of an ownership mindset, which means taking responsibility, uh, getting away from being a victim, uh, focusing your energy on things that are within your control and, um, you know, trying not to spend so much time and energy on things that are outside of your control. So, you know, some examples there, obviously the things that are in your control uh, or things that are not in your control, right? We think about politics, the world economy, the weather, yeah. what other people are saying and doing, you can't control your boss, your spouse, 
your pets, even, you know, you have yeah. influence, right? <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> you have influence, but you can't <laughs> probably hear my dogs bark at least two or three times. Right. This, exactly. So, yep. You can't just stop them. Right. If they're well-trained, maybe you can influence. Um, but the things that are in your control are how you show up, how you spend your time, how hard you work, how you interact with and how you treat others and how you respond to the things that happen. Right. And so they're all the time. Things are going to be happening that maybe you're, you wouldn't have chosen and you're not excited about it. Plenty of examples in my, in my own life. Uh, maybe you didn't get that promotion that you wanted. Um, the victim says, oh, I never, you know, they never choose me. I'll never get ahead. Right. I, I can't be successful. And someone who's taking ownership says, well, I'm, this is what I want. I have a clear vision for where I want to go. I'm going to take responsibility for this. I'm going to put a plan in place. And if it doesn't work out, you know, I talked to the manager and I found out what I need to do, but they still didn't choose me. Uh, I'm going to ask questions and see what I can learn from this yeah. and how can I improve for next time, right? It's not about feeling sorry for yourself. And there's plenty of, you know, tough situations out there, but taking full responsibility, treating your career like it's your business. And, um, you know, the, the buck kind of stops with you. And yeah, there are going to be plenty of situations that maybe you wish it could be better. You, you don't have that much control over. Again, you can't like, you can't get ahead in most corporate situations without help from your manager or leadership, but you can do the things that will help set you up for success. You can put yeah. yourself in a better position by taking responsibility, being really intentional with your actions, putting a plan in place um, and saying, I'm going to own this. And if things uh, work out well, that's great. If they don't, then I'm going to learn from that experience and, and pivot and figure out what to do next. Yeah, I love that. I mean, and speaking of pivoting too, like a lot of people listening to the show are either looking to pivot into learning and development for the first time, or they're looking to pivot into their next role inside of L&D, whether that's getting a promotion internally where they are or looking to pivot to a new organization. What do you think is the most like underrated tool that people can use to really own their career in those type of situations? Yeah. I, and I love that lots of like, it's such a popular area that so many people are still gravitating right towards. I love it too. Yeah, I know, <laughs> I know you do. Right. And, um, I, I think we're both passionate about this space and just the idea of development in general, like personal yeah. development, helping other people develop. I think in the learning development world, we have such a great opportunity to help so many people with their careers. It's such a yeah. fulfilling career when you find the right place, right? I have so many friends and colleagues in L&D who are just loving what they're doing. Not everybody does, right? But a lot of yeah. people are um, because of the impact you can make and how fulfilling it is. Uh, but there are also, there are so many different types of things you can be doing. And so I'll give you two things that are closely related. The most important, I think, and still possibly most underrated thing you can be doing is networking. Yeah. It's, you know, it's obvious. I know everybody talks about it. There's thousands of books about it. I have two chapters in my book about networking. Um, but still the most successful people are benefiting from networking. And I think about my own career. I had lots of different jobs before I went out and started my own business. And almost all of them I got from personal connections, from relationships. Yeah. Going back to my very first job when I was 15, which my mom got for me working on a county highway maintenance crew here in central way Florida. to go mom yeah in the summer <laughs> i don't know how she had that connection uh but i had no other options and so that's what i ended up doing and it was really hot outside and it taught me <laughs> that i need to go get a college degree so i can work in an office um, <laughs> my next job my best friend in high school got me working at a pharmacy and you know on and on it went and then even in my business today you know most clients i work with most opportunities i have they come from relationships right yeah um, it's very common and so 
not only getting that next opportunity, but even just finding out what what's possible, what's out there is often going to come from having conversations with people, you know, whether it's joining a community, going to a conference, um, joining associations, um, or just reaching out to people on LinkedIn, which I'm going to choose as my underrated tool, even though there are hundreds of millions of people on there, it's still underutilized. It's underrated. A lot of people are on there uh, casually. And many people I think have gotten turned off because they're getting pitched all the time by consultants like you and me, uh, who are always like trying to find that next client. Right. But there's so much opportunity on there to go and find other people. It's very easy to go onto LinkedIn and you say, Hey, you know, I want to get into organizational development, or I want to become a trainer or a learning and development specialist or an instructional designer or whatever it is to go search on LinkedIn for people that are in those types of roles who are maybe yeah. second connections to you and go send a connection request and just say, Hey, I'm thinking about getting into this line of work or I'm already in this line of work and I want to get better at what I do. You know, could we connect and maybe have a virtual cup of coffee? You know, most people are going to say yes to that if they see yeah. it and they're not incredibly busy, right? Like people love connecting with others and sharing their experience and their wisdom, especially if they don't feel like they don't think they're going to be sold to, right? Uh, yeah. Then a lot of people are open to that. And when I was in the corporate space before I went and ran my own business, you know, I was doing that a lot and I would just have tons of great conversations. Um, it's extra beneficial by the way, if you have some type of common connection, right? Maybe you have worked for the same company in the past, you've gone to the same school, you know, the alumni connection is really strong. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't even have to be that. You could just, or you have someone in common, like, hey, you know, I saw we're both connected with Sarah Canistra on LinkedIn. Uh, I'd love to talk to you about, you know, the work that you're doing at yeah. such and such company, whatever it is. People are really open to that. And LinkedIn just makes it all so, so easy. You just got to be on there and be willing to go do the work and be intentional and proactive and, and reach out. I like that. And yeah, the intentionality piece of it, right? I, actually, in my uh, coaching group, Fast Track, we were talking last night around reaching out to people and the intention behind it, right? That not just doing it to to collect connections or to collect, right. you know, co- collect, even collect conversations necessarily, but to have that intentionality behind it too. And what you were saying reminds me so much. I had my friend uh, Christy Woods on the podcast um, a couple months ago talking about networking for introverts because that mm-hmm. what you just said could be very like overwhelming for some people to to hear. Yeah. And so she talked about how how you can still do those exact same things, but again with intention. But mm-hmm. one of the things that she said that really stood out to me was that so many people have so much to give, and we mm-hmm. just have to remember that. That like I think a lot of times we hear the horror stories of like that person never responded to me, or I sent 20 requests and I only got one and those type of things. But it's remembering that there are so many people out there, especially in the learning and development world who that's our job, right? Our jobs are to, are to give and to help people to develop. So especially in this industry, there's, there's so, yeah, yeah, exactly. (laughs) (laughs) There's, there's so much to give. And you, you mentioned something at the beginning, as you were talking about that around how it is such a rewarding career and that we are so focused on the development of other people. And I once had um, one of my early leaders on in learning and development used to say that L&D was we, that we're the cobbler's kids with no shoes, right? We're mm-hmm. constantly putting the focus on developing other people, developing other people's careers, helping them own their careers, grow in their careers, help the organization, right? And at, to your point, to a fault sometimes, right, at the expense of our own development. So how can L&D or talent development professionals, specifically them, how can mm-hmm. they take ownership of their careers while also being responsible? Yeah. Pretty much like the onus is all on them, like being responsible for developing the careers of others. Yeah. Let me talk to the HR and L&D professionals out there. 
listening to this right now. You um, have this, you have the floor. I see you. <laughs> I have seen you. You care so much about everybody in your organization and helping others and the organizational performance and, you know, creating those great development programs. And you're not taking enough time for your own development. You're not investing yep. enough in yourself. And you need to do that. I've been so many times, you know, back when I was with the, with BTS, the consulting company, I was running these business simulations. You know, like I said, traveling all the world, running these workshops, how many times I'm running this workshop for all these hypo employees in the room and the HR L and D person is sitting in the back of the room doing their email. And I'm like, you know, you could be in this class. Like you could participate. They're like, Oh, I have all these other things to do. And I'm thinking, don't you think these other participants in the class have things to do? Like they've got a lot of emails to answer to. Yeah. You want them to sit here and participate in the class and yet you won't do it. You either think that you're too busy or what also happens is a lot of people think they're not, they're not worthy, right? I don't, it's not for me because yeah. I work in L and D it's for the finance and the strategy people and operations and sales and it, the people who really make the business run. Well, you are part of the business and you yeah can benefit and really need this development as well. And you really need to lean into it. Uh, you know, there's the whole cliche that you should put your oxygen mask on first before helping the, you know, children and, and elderly and other people around you, right? Um, I like the, the metaphor that uh, you should fill your cup. You know, the more you fill your cup as it overflows, right? You can use that to help others. What I've found over the years for myself is the more I invest in my own development, whether it be going to conferences, taking courses, um, you know, joining membership communities, listening to podcasts, buying books, all that sort of stuff. The more I invest in these things, the more I have to give to others, right? It, yeah. it enables me to be able to help other people. It motivates me to be able to give to other people. I wouldn't have, you know, the book that I wrote and the content I put out now is all inspired by tons of development I did before that, tons of books I read before that, right? And for people in L&D, you need to be investing in your own development. And that's part of owning your career. Owning your career is sitting down and reflecting and, and, and gaining that self-awareness and seeing, okay, where am I in my career? What do I truly want to achieve? What will make me feel successful in this role? Not just how does the company measure my success, but how will I feel successful? What will help me achieve that? What's my vision for my career? Where do I truly want to go, right? And get real clarity on that. And start to set goals and put a plan in place. Well, how will I get there? What are the things that I want to achieve in the next three months, six months, 12 months and beyond that are going to set me up for greater success down the road? And then where can I invest in myself? What development is available to me that I can take advantage of with the full, full belief that I am worth it, right? And that I deserve it and that I need to invest in it. And then in doing so, it's going to benefit me and help me to be able to do my job better and help these other people. And then I've got to stick with that, right? I've got to yeah. put it in the calendar, schedule it, commit to it, you know, pay money. Uh, sometimes, you know, by the way, uh, it might be an online course that's not available in your portal. It might be a membership community you want to join or a conference you want to go to. Maybe your company won't pay. Maybe you even got to pay out of pocket, right? Maybe yeah. you need to invest your own yeah. money, which I have done, you have done. Yeah to the tune of thousands of dollars. And it just continues to pay off and pay off and pay off and pay off. And so I'm just a big advocate of that. And I want the L&D people out there to realize that you are worth it. And the more you invest in yourself and develop yourself, the more you're going to have to give, you'll be able to give to others. And it's going to benefit everybody in the long run. 
Yeah. And I think too, there's, I mean, that worthiness piece, I mean, we could probably talk about that for, mm. that could be a year long episode, right? Like we could really talk about that, but I think it's important to bring up because I see that in all stages of career of folks that I work with, no matter if they're entering in learning and development for the first time, or they're looking for their next CLO role and everything in between that, that, that worthy, that worthiness piece comes up. And I think a lot of times we can actually, we don't feel worth. So we don't develop ourselves when if we actually flip that, the more that you develop yourself and the more that you, cause you're expanding, you're having that growth mindset, just automatically from developing yourself the more worth you actually do feel, right? The more that you feel confident and the more that you feel that you're investing in something that is interesting to you and you feel inspired and you feel energized, right? All of those things can lead to that worthiness too. So I encourage people if they're like, yep, that's me. Like Andy called me out. Like I feel Mm -hmm. seen right now. Like, you know, it's it's that worthiness piece. It's sometimes owning, taking ownership and saying, okay, well, even if I don't feel worthy in the moment, how can I still push myself to explore something and explore my own growth? Cause that will eventually lead to that, that you feeling more worth and feeling more confident. And maybe that worthiness, that decision that you make that you are worth it, uh, will also inspire you to feel like you're more part of the business and maybe to take on, to attempt to take a more strategic uh, role and have more of those conversations with strategic business partners, you can learn more about the business and the strategy and, and take more of a consultative approach. I know you you probably talk about in this show, I talk about on my podcast all the time, uh, which is so important if you want to become more of a business partner and an important part of the business. Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the things you mentioned too, was all like the different ways to invest in yourself and that Yes, there are people who invest thousands and thousands of dollars, um, which is amazing. Um, And also there's a lot of things out there you can invest in that aren't thousands and thousands of dollars too, right? That there's, there's, there's that balance between that. And sometimes it does require you to spend your, your own money too. I, I, I appreciate you bringing that up because there is a reality where many organizations will pay for certain things, but not for everything too. And so there is that moment where you say, okay, you know, if I, it, it's, it, it literally isn't an investment, right? Like if I'm investing in myself now, maybe it's a hundred dollars a month, maybe it's, you know, a thousand dollars a year, maybe it's, you know, $15 on this book, yeah. right? How is that going to help me now? What, what's my return on the investment? And, and I say that because you run, and I'm biased because I'm part of it, but you mm-hmm. run a kick-ass community of talent yeah. development, you know, yeah. folks and leaders um, called the Talent Development Think Tank. So I'd love for you to tell us first a little bit just about the community and then kind of switching gears, what we were talking well, not switching gears, but really what we were just talking about of, I'd also love to hear why having a community of other talent development professionals is an important piece for you to grow and own your own career. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you bringing that up and, you know, while we're getting um, and selfish and, and helping each other out here, if you are looking to invest in yourself and you're not sure where you're going in your career, uh, and you haven't yet hired a career coach to help you, you you really need to go work with Sarah because I don't think there's a better investment right oh, now. Oh, thank than you. I did not pay any to say that. And, <laughs> and figuring out, you know, where where you want to go in your career and that next step. And I know you help people not only figure that out, but really get uh, better positions, more fulfilling roles, more money, all yeah. those things that that make it well, well worth it. Um, along the way, you know, I think another great investment is the membership community that I run, the Talent Development yep. Think Tank. And the reason I started that uh, was two things. Number one, I have been a part of a member, paying member of multiple other mastermind groups and membership communities. And I've I've benefited greatly from those 
not only from the teaching and guidance from whoever might be running it, but especially from the friendships and relationships, right, that I've made with other people. Uh, for a long time, I was a member of a dad group run by this guy who's got a huge podcast for dads. And I made a ton of great friends through that group. And I'm like, you know, we could do this in the corporate space. It's a little bit different. Um, so in 2019, I put together a conference with my friend Bennett Phillips called the Talent Development Think Tank. And uh, we ended up hosting it in, in January, 2020, uh, the first one. It was a big hit. We had great speakers there like Josh Burson and Liz Weissman and um, just a ton of really great people that came. And after the conference ended, this was January, 2020, we started selling tickets for the next one. And then obviously, you know what happened two months later, you know, March <laughs> COVID hit, shut the whole world down. And I went, okay, we're not going to conferences for a while, but L&D professionals, they still need to be able to connect with each other and learn from each other what's going on. And the whole idea, the reason behind starting that conference was because I'd been to so many conferences that were just so boring, right? They were like the, you know, <laughs> the, the sage on the stage, you know, one person, um, you know, using death by PowerPoint, bunch of slides, probably not even a very good speaker. Um, and I'm looking around, there's like, there's so many people here that we could be learning from. And so we could create something that's a lot more experiential, interactive, and, and let everybody learn from each other. So that was the impetus for the first conference, which was sold out and went really well. Um, and then COVID hit, and I thought, okay, we're not going to conferences for a while, but I want to help people stay connected. So let me launch this membership community. So I launched the first, uh, the Talent Development Think Tank community in May of 2020, I believe. We had a core group of people who joined uh, at that time. And what I, the strong message I heard from people who joined in the beginning was, hey, we can learn things all day long from gurus and experts out there on the internet. We can join webinars, right? We can read these reports. Um, but what I really want to know is what other people are doing. What are my peers working on? What are they struggling with? What have they had success with? What kind of, you know, platform did you implement? Um, sometimes the questions are as simple as, you know, what did you call your leadership development program, right? And we yeah. get that question a lot in our in our community, in our Slack channel. So I started it for that. And uh, it's really, it's grown from there. Uh, you've been a member for quite some time. And what I absolutely love about it, and we, we have calls every week on Zoom. We bring in, you know, really great guest speakers. I think you've run a session for us. You're going to do another one in uh, 2023. Um, we do open forum calls where people can discuss with each other. But the real, and I, you know, I ran a call this week uh, on goal setting for the year. And, and we let different people take turns teaching. And there's lots of great lessons to be learned from experts. But the real power, of course, is the relationships. Yeah. The people that really lean in and build relationships with others. Uh, you and I can sit here and name all the great people that are, you know, active in that community. Oh, yeah. And it's just so fun and powerful. And these are the people that you keep in touch with, who become friends, who, you know, tell you about job opportunities, who you call when you're struggling with something in your, you know, your job or your business. Uh, and it's just like, you know, it pays off so much over time. Uh, I love being able to facilitate this for people. Um, it's just, it's really powerful. Yeah. And I think about it too, right. In terms of like, career, like to your point of like making that decision, right. Making that investment, mm. which is a very wise event. I mean, yes, I've been a member for a long time in the relationships that even, and I will call myself out, even as someone who doesn't go to all the weekly meetings, right. right? Like the amount of friendship friendships, I won't even start there. Just the friendships that I've created from yeah. that group is priceless. So let's, we can start with that, but then also from a 
a growth and learning perspective for me to stay up to date. Oh, like I didn't know that, you know, someone could do that or, you know, th those new ideas are generating, but then also too, like to your point that the networking piece of it too, I've gotten clients, I've sent people your way. Uh, I have had many people from talent development think tank on the podcast. We're always, you know, hyping you up every time we're on, nice. every time they're on, but uh, you know, I think that community piece, right. When we think about, so many, I would say there's a lot of people who are inside the talent development think tank who are either a solo member of their L&D or talent development mm -hmm. team or part of a really small team. And yeah. similar to kind of entrepreneurship, that can also be lonely. So I can imagine as having been that in that role before too, that having that community is really, really important in, in owning your career because you don't have people in your office that you can bounce things off of like that. And so how, how do you then grow if you, the only person you can have a conversation with about this is yourself. So to me, especially for those people who are, you know, a team of one or a really small team, being a part of a group like this is almost, sounds like it's almost an extension of, of your team, which is an extension of your growth. Yeah, seriously, right? You, you gain this greater group of colleagues that you can reach out to. And uh, you know, especially if you're on that island, like you said, of a, a small group and you don't know what other people are doing. And, and we talked earlier about LinkedIn being a really powerful tool. It's always there and it's pretty much free for you to reach out to people cold and connect, connect and get a, you know, copy coffee or whatever. And I've done that with many people and it's great. Um, but it can be intimidating for a lot of people, yeah. right? Uh, having a community like this, where you're both members of something creates that commonality right away. And it's like, oh, we both know Andy, we're both know Sarah, and we're in this community together. Like, I know you are interested in networking and talking to other people. So like, let's, let's meet up and talk. And I think it just becomes so much easier for people. Yeah. And it, it just gives you, I think it also exposes you to opportunities and to knowledge that you wouldn't have gained other places. And I always see that as the, the silver-ish lining of the pandemic is where we're now connected, right? To so many people that we probably wouldn't have been before. Mm -hmm. And so I think exposing yourself to that, it, like what a, what a great way. And all honestly too, like a lower cost way to be able to own, own a piece of your career by not only being able to invest in the knowledge, but invest in the relationships too. So I think that's such a, a key, a key part. And I think about, you know, all the people in the community, like there's some of the smartest people I feel like in the world, in the talent development think tank community, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and so you have this like such incredible access to the best of the best when it comes to talented L&D folks. So when you think not, I don't want to call anyone out in the community, obviously, but like yeah. when you look at it collectively, yeah. what do you think separates a really good talent development practitioner from a really great one? Like what makes a talent development practitioner incredible and great. You're right. We do have some really great people in there. And can we talk, I bet you work with a lot of your clients on imposter syndrome, oh, yeah. um, something I needed to, to work through for a while, because I am bringing people together who I think are much more intelligent and experienced and, and talented that I am in this space. And I'm like, I said that about my you... clients. Every time I look at their, every time I review their resumes, I was like, oh, but they have like way more experience than I do. Like, you, just, <laughs> exactly. you just don't know it. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. <laughs> 
But you know, um, that's where you, you've got to lean into your own strengths and listen when other people tell you how yeah. good you are at something. Right. And yeah. so many people keep telling me like, you're such an amazing connector. You're a great facilitator, the person that brings people together. So I lean into that. I'm not the expert on everything there is to do with talent development. I'm connected to all those experts. And I like connecting people when you say, Hey, I need help with this. Um, I love being able to connect you with somebody else in the community who's done that. So my outside observation or inside, uh, of, you know, what separates the, the good from the great, um, it's pretty simple. I think it's just being more proactive in like that. reaching out to people, in asking for help, in trying new things, in learning about different stuff, um, in being willing to have conversations and, and figure out what works and what doesn't. Um, it's being really curious. Uh, I, I hold to this. I still think the number one, if you think about everything possible and you're generalizing across all types of, of roles and, and titles and businesses, the number one skill above everything else that will lead to success in your career is curiosity. And I just see it so strongly in, in most of our members who are doing really well in their career. They're endlessly curious. They want to come into our group. And even if they're uh, I think about like, I'll call one person. I think about someone like Larry McAllister, who's one of our founding members using a very senior role, uh, vice president, head of talent enablement for a huge tech company. And he's never like come in and acted like he was better than anybody else. In fact, he loves coming to meetings and just sitting there and learning from everybody. And he's yeah. presented, he's been on this podcast. I think th um, my podcast, I forgot what podcast we're on. He's been on my <laughs> podcast three times. Um, I don't know. Larry, Larry got to get you on now. Got to get Larry. Oh, we'll get, we'll get Larry, gotta get on, Larry on. Yeah. He's great. Especially to talk about HR transformations and uh, technology and all that. All right, sort of Andy stuff. Got, Andy's going to connect us. Uh, yeah. He just came out with a book as well. Uh, so we'll get him on here. Um, but he comes in humble and curious. Right. And I yeah. see that so strongly in the, in the people you think about someone like Jess Omley, who's connected to everybody. She's like the superstar, uh, you know, of, of so many communities and talent development. She's endlessly humble and curious as are you. Um, and I try to be as well. And I think that's so powerful because it allows you to learn so much, connect so well and easily with other people. Um, but then also like be willing to just try different things and, and see yeah. what works, you know, that growth mindset. Um, I see that. And then the other thing I'll add to is I feel like another commonality of those in the community, people that are attracted to the community that seem to be doing really well is they take that consultative approach to yeah. L and D, right? They're not the order takers. They have been earlier in their careers, right? They've made those mistakes where someone came to them and said, Hey, we need negotiations training. And they're like, great, I'm on it. Um, and then realize later, oh, that was not what they needed, right? They needed something else. So they take that consultative approach. They get really curious. They ask a lot of questions. They figure out what is the right approach and therefore become a lot more respected in the business as well. So those are the things I'd say, like curiosity, empathy. We didn't even really talk as much about that, but curiosity, empathy, humility, um, being, you know, growth mindset, and then taking that consultative approach. Yeah. I, and, and that, I mean, it's interesting because that actually kind of leads me to my next question around, like, when you think about what's coming up and around the corner now, and we're in 20, it's not around the corner, we're in it, 2023. Yeah, we're, in and we, yeah we're, we're in it. And we think about like, the emerging trends that are coming from a talent development perspective. And maybe it's some of these things that you were actually just talking about. Where do you think new and existing talent development professionals should really focus their own development? Mm. Well, there's so much going on. And so when I think about people in talent development and focusing their own development, 
you've got to be open to learning all the time about what the latest things are, right? There's just things are, the, the pace of change is faster than it's ever been before. Yeah. And yet it's slower today. Than it's ever going to be, right? It's just going to keep getting faster. Things are going to keep changing. So um, I love LinkedIn to be able to kind of cruise and see what post people are posting about and talking about and what's going on in the business world. Um, getting involved in a community like ours is is really, really helpful. Um, you know, there's ATD and others out there as well, where you can be connecting with people and just find out what people are working on, what they're doing, what they're talking about. Um, you know, you, you LinkedIn news, I like that just to see like, hey, what, what, are, what are people talking about? Because you can get on there and get on top of a trend really quickly and see what's happening. Something like chat GPT, which is kind of, you know, taken the world by storm over the last couple of weeks is absolutely going to revolutionize learning and content and all kinds of things, right? Um, and then you can continue to kind of explore some of the latest trends. But then I think, again, networking is the most powerful thing, right? Find out yeah. what other people are doing, what they're working on. Um, maybe if you work in a small company, what are there sm other small companies doing? But also those big companies that are able to make the big investments in virtual reality or whatever it is that maybe you can't do right now, but you can find out, okay, what's coming next? Because we'll probably be doing that in two or three years, whatever it may yeah. be. Yeah, or even like, okay, they're doing that. What What's like 1% of that that I could be doing right yeah. now? Like, oh, like, oh, there, there's this type of trend. Okay. I can't, can't, I can't talk, talk about this a lot in um like learning cluster design, right? That sometimes mm -hmm. you don't have to do a hundred percent of something, right? Even just doing 1% of something could be, is better than not doing anything at all, which I think we could probably, that can equate to yeah. owning your life too. If you really think about it, like right. just doing, doing that 1% as well. So speaking of development, Again, I'm biased, but you have an amazing conference coming up in a few weeks. I want you to tell us all about it. So when and where it is, what can people expect to learn, and how is it different from all the other conferences out there? Yeah, well, February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California, and Woo! you're running a session there, so I don't think anybody needs to know anything else. That's pretty much it. That's it. All right. Uh, See you all there. Drinking wine. Yeah. Come and hang out with want me. A little, people <laughs> want a little more. Uh, you know, I gave the background. Uh, I was going to a lot of conferences in HR and L&D uh, to learn about the space and, and find clients, right? Network, right? And they were so boring. And I was just... <laughs> Like, come on, like we could, we, we are in this space, like we could do better. And so uh, that's when my friend Bennett Phillips and I started the first conference. And it was all about, at the time I was running experiential learning programs in my business. And like, we can do better. Let's bring in all of our best facilitators and just run experiential sessions and great keynote speakers. And that's what we did. And people still talk to this day about that first conference and the connections they made, um, which by the way, think about all the conferences you've been to. And maybe the speakers you've heard from, and maybe you learned some things, but can you remember the things that you learned? Mm, maybe, maybe not. But the real power that comes from conferences and events is the connections. You can remember the people you've met, those relationships that you built and that you still have today. Uh, that you know, people go to conferences, I think, for speakers or for information, but what really ends up being valuable are the connections. And so we have a big focus on, on that. I want to really make sure that people are able to connect with each other. We have uh, a focus on having more interactive sessions. We have some really great keynote speakers. I'm mega, mega pumped that we have Claude Silver. I'm, I'm like, I'm fangirl. I'm a speaker yeah. there. And I'm like, so fangirling over the, the other speakers too. Yeah. <laughs> the keynote uh, Claude speakers. Silver. Uh, I just had her on my show again recently. Um, she's the chief heart officer of VaynerMedia working with Gary Vaynerchuk in New York. Um, just one of the most inspirational people I've ever met and come across. And uh, I'm excited 
to have her there. She, I believe, talking about building a culture of bravery and belonging. Like who doesn't yeah. want that, right? Um, we've got uh, Susan Winchester, uh, Spit Winchester, who is the CHRO of Applied Materials, um, talking about the work that she's done in her book. Um, and some other really great, uh, you know, sessions, Kevin M. Yates, who is the L and D detective doing a session on taking the mystery out of, uh, measurement in, uh, L and D. Um, but what I also love is that we have such great session leaders like you, Sarah, and, uh, all of our session facilitators have agreed to my terms that we'll have. Oh, no yes, we have no, no AV, no slides, no PowerPoint, uh, in those sessions, which forces us to, you know, have more conversations. You can have a flip chart. Uh, I remember I asked you about that, Sarah. I said, Hey, I'm thinking about this idea. Could you do your session without PowerPoint? And I remember your, resp your response was one of the best. You said, is that a challenge? And I said, yes, it is. So here we go. Right. Yeah. Um, and just think about that. How many times have you been to a conference where you didn't have PowerPoint, right? It's, it's pretty rare and how that opens up for more conversation. And so that's the big idea is about connecting people. It's about engagement. It's about interaction. Um, and I'm just really excited to get people in a room together. It's a lot smaller than, you know, some of the big conferences like ATD. We don't have a big expo hall and all that sort of stuff, a lot more intimate. And um, it's just about connecting people, letting people learn from each other, building lifelong relationships, maybe people getting jobs from each other. Who knows Yeah. Right, what, what might come from it? Uh, and I'm just, I'm really excited for it. So February 22nd and 23rd in Sonoma, California, uh, you can find out all the information on tdtt.us slash conference. Um, I think you just go to tdtt.us as in talent development think tank uh, and everything is right there. Yeah, I'll link to it in the show notes too so people can can access it as well. But yes, I will be there. I'm actually going to stay the whole week, uh, which is exciting and looking forward to meeting everyone. So Andy, how can people find you, work with you? Where can they connect with you? I know after this, people are going to be clamoring to sign up for the Talent Development Think Tank membership as well. Where can they find all about you? Well, uh, it, I'd say, you know, there's a lot of, I'm out there. I'm all over the place, right? LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, my podcast is the Talent Development Hot Seat. Uh, changing that to the Talent Development Think Tank podcast mm -hmm. very soon to align with the brand of the membership community and the conference. Um, everything for the podcast, the conference, the community is going to be at tdtt.us as in talent development think tank, uh, tdtt.us. Um, you know, if you can't make the conference, come join our community. Uh, if you are unsure and you want to check it out, you know, reach out to Sarah, reach out to me, we'll yeah. get you on a call uh, just to check it out. And, uh, you know, reach out to me, connect with me on LinkedIn. Let me know you heard me on Sarah's podcast. And uh, I'd love to connect with, you know, I love connecting with people in L&D and finding out, you know, what they're working on uh, and uh, following along the journey. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for hopping on the show. I know we have much more to talk about, but we are at, at the end of our time here, but I appreciate you so much. I cannot wait to hug you in Sonoma. I hug all of our yeah, friends. I'm like so excited. Too. Um, and hug powerful. all of you who are going to hopefully come join us there too. But Andy, thank you so much for coming in, sharing your wealth of knowledge, your love of community, uh, the king of owning your career. Uh, appreciate you so much. So thank you. Thank you so much, Sarah. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If it resonated with you in any way, please let me know by subscribing, liking, and leaving a review. I'd love to hear from you on how you're using these tools, as well as what you want to hear more of. So connect with me on LinkedIn at Sarah Canistra, send me a DM or email me at hello at theovernighttrainer.com. I can't wait to hear from you. And until next week, stay learning.